I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Going overseas before me, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, how are you guys? How's Japan? That's real good. We're currently in the middle of Shinjuku in Tokyo. Um, and just to get it out of the way uh, while we're starting, uh, I've got a cold. Jesus got a cold. I've also got a cold. Uh, it appears to be mm. garbage day outside. Um, mm. We're recording from one microphone. We're hunched over in bed at 7.30 in the morning. Our travel companions are sleeping in this room. And <laughs> Probably not for much longer. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so forgive any sniffles. Forgive yeah. any garbage trucks forgive any yeah. movement on the bed where the microphone is also sitting and it's um, a, it's a, yeah. it might be a bit of a, a bit of a rough recording this time but you know we've recorded enough good ones that i think we're allowed to have this amnesty i guess um yeah you guys have recorded during like fireworks before so i think this is probably all right <laughs> that's true um so the, the um we we thought because you guys are a bit preoccupied, we'd just do a and a episode this week and we, 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 you know, reached out on all our social platforms and asked for people to send us their questions for the, the cues for us to A. <laughs> um, but before we get into that, I do want to just share a bit of um, news and admin up top. Um, first of all, Richard Jess, the Cult Popshire currently has a Discord server. I like how you say that like as if... If someone's listening to this in a year, the Discord server will be defunct because no one yeah. joined it. <laughs> that that's a high possibility, which is why I'm saying it like that. You're right. Um, we we I've written on all the places that I've posted it on our socials. I've written that it's like a trial, and we're gonna, you know, go for maybe a month or so and see if it, it makes makes a difference or if it builds a community. Um, if you use Discord and you listen to our show, please join it, and you can discuss with us. And, you know, other people who listen to the show or watch our videos or just want to talk about movies, you can discuss movies and whatever with them. Um, and if you don't have Discord, it's you can use it online. You don't have to download the app, so it's real easy. It's, it's um, so like come a and chat, join right? It. Like it's like a yeah, it's, group chat. It's like the, the, the love child of Reddit and uh, Instant Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> So you join a little Discord server. So we've got a Cult Popsha server, and in the server there are different channels. And the channels are things like off-topic discussions, oh, exciting, and and current events, and podcast discussions. And on-topic discussions. Uh, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So go and join it. What, we, what we're trying to do is kind of like build into our community and get everyone knowing each other instead of just knowing us i guess um because that'd be cool and that's maybe good for growth of the channel and that's what i care about secretly um you're all just numbers to me <laughs> i don't think you're very secretive about it yeah. <laughs> 
And the other thing I wanted to mention before we get into it is um, I'm doing Movember this year, which is when dudes in New Zealand um, shave off their beards and grow a moustache for charity. Uh, it's it's raising raising money for men's health, so that includes like testicular cancer and prostate cancer as well as mental health. Uh, but instead of growing a moustache from scratch this year, guys, as you've probably seen, um, I shaved off all but my very long, um, like almost samurai master looking beard. Uh, so now I have a ridiculous moustache, which is currently plaited into two separate oh, uh, little ponytails on my chin, uh, which looks better than not doing that. So yeah. I was like, <laughs> you've really gone <laughs> it's been rough. And fucked all your shit up. Yeah, I look horrible, um, and I, I'm doing that for a month. And didn't you just start a new job? Yeah, I just started a new job, um, a part-time job tutoring, and I had to go in and meet everyone, and the first thing I said to everyone was like, I don't usually look like this, um, which is a weird thing to say, for that to be like the second thing you say to someone when you first meet them. Yeah, especially when you do normally look like that. Oh, shit. I don't normally look like this. I don't know if I normally look better. I don't normally look like this. I normally look a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I look very strange. Um, so please make it all worth it by donating to my uh, Movember campaign this year. And you can find links to both the Discord and my Movember campaign in the show notes. Uh, yeah, that's that's the main things I wanted to talk about up top. So, yeah, how about we get into some questions, guys? Cool beans. Sweet. So this first load of questions is, is coming from our Patreon. Um, we probably got the most questions on Patreon, which is pretty cool. Hell yeah. uh, so we got some questions from Josh. Josh asks three questions. He asks, why did you guys choose to start a podcast? Are you each other's best friends? And why did broadcasting school reject my application? Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, mate. Let's... Let's go through these. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a crack at the last one. Let's go through these one by one. Richard, why did we start a podcast? Um, because we both uh, had wanted to start one. Like we both, just, it's one of those things where you look at a podcast and you're like, "Fuck, that looks pretty easy." Um, I could do that, and you also, <laughs> you know, it just seems like a bit of fun. And so mm. um, we both. I mean, there's the whole story of how we became friends, which I think we've told on the podcast, mm. so I'm not going to bore yep. you with the details. But anyway, we were chatting about um, about it, and yeah, I think we both kind of just saw in each other that we were like the only people we knew that would actually commit to it. It's so true, eh? And we it, we did. <laughs> <laughs> like, there, there, are, there are podcasts I could have started with other people that would not have gone for three and a half years, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I remember like, Right when I first met you guys, like your podcast were what, like 30, 20, 30 minutes long? Yeah. And now they're like, what, like and, two hours? It's amazing. And now it's like, we have to record in Japan for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Next question he asks is, are you each other's best friends? What an interesting question. Um, I'm sure you two are. Have, is it canon on the podcast that you guys are dating? Have we mentioned that? I think I think, I think I've mentioned, mentioned it that. briefly once and then um, tried to retract it. <laughs> <laughs> I think apparently I'm the backbone of your life or some shit. That's right. Yeah, true. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I could be, do, be that in a platonic way. Yeah. Yeah, like how Richard's the backbone of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, are you each other's best friends? I would say that if I got married tomorrow, 
I would probably have Richard as my best man, I think, if that answers the question. Yeah. Does that answer the question? Yeah. I think if yeah. I got married tomorrow, Jess would be my best man because you'd be my <laughs> husband. <laughs> I happily accept. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and uh, why did broadcasting school reject Josh's application? Because broadcasting school's a shit. Yeah, Richard and I went to broadcasting school and Josh had his application rejected. Um well, I can tell you, Josh, that I got in during what is uh, referred to locally as the earthquake year, um, which was <laughs> the year after the devastating Christchurch earthquake where not a lot of people applied for broadcasting school um, because I got in on my first go. Like, I just ha- I just applied once and got in straight after high school. Yeah. I, I applied straight out of high school pre-earthquake. And they were like, this is Mm. such a busy, um, you know, like we have hundreds of applicants and they're all like amazing. And so, yeah, chips just didn't fall your way. And then so I did another course, an acting course for two years and then applied for broadcasting school to start in 2013. So two years post Quake. And um, Mm. it was like, tell your friends to apply. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Josh... Uh, my advice would be wait for like a national tragedy a and then devastating, apply. yeah. Mm. Because I, I I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I wasn't very good at broadcasting school. I scraped through. I I wasn't very good at like all the all the um different stuff we had to do there. Um, I'm terrible with technical stuff. I'm terrible with live TV. Uh, I was not very good. When I graduated, um, the the head of school shook my hand and said, "Congratulations, writer," because that's Ooh. what I was known as at broadcasting yeah. school was the writer. Um. Yeah, and I'll go on record. I don't like that guy. So, oh my god, fuck he's him. actually like one of the fucking. <laughs> I remember, I remember you telling me that the head of broadcasting school I won't say his name to give some anonymity. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think I've worked with that guy. Um, no, no, this is a different person. <laughs> oh, different guy. Okay, um, he's one of the tutors that you've worked with. Uh, okay. Um because I thought he was alright. <laughs> the head of broadcasting school. The fir- that was AJ. You told me that was the first time you realised that adults can be stupid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not even just him. Like, every... I shouldn't say this. Not every tutor at broadcasting school, but I'll, I'll, I'll be more vague. I'll say that going from high school into tertiary education, where there are students that are, like, upwards of, like, 10 years older than you and and stuff like that, um, and hearing how adults talk when they've got students that aren't, like beneath them like that we're not you know i don't mean that like in in the hierarchy sense like in high school and there's a lot more almost friendship and kinship that goes on between students and tutors yeah i learned that adults can be stupid um (laughs) yeah um uh well well, i think the thing with broadcasting school and i i think it's changing a little bit because i have um because i now work with a lot of people that come through broadcasting school mostly journalists but they Mm -hmm. um because the broadcasting school in New Zealand, it's like you can do film and television, radio or journalism. There's three different streams. And yeah, um, yeah the the TV one, the film and TV one almost needs to be like split off into its own school because the uh, like radio makes them the most money and journalism has the most like faces in front of the camera to be like the face mm. of look at the success story and they just don't nurture film and tv at all 
and the the yeah. head of broadcasting school we talked about is a um an ex radio guy so he you know just yeah. doesn't understand doesn't the other streams yeah. but he likes seeing oh this person from broadcasting school is now presenting this so we can say oh look they they went through us and both you and i and our and our small modicums of success post broadcasting school have been given shout outs by them and it's like fuck you you didn't like me you you wanted to fail me stop shouting me out yeah yeah there was one time um recently when i made a video Mm. for one news about 48 hours which now they go um we spoke about the 48 hours film competition it's a local competition in new zealand where you're given 48 hours and a bunch of elements to include to make a film in a weekend. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I made this video about it and they were like, oh, wow, like this is made by um, <laughs> ex-student um, Richard Martin and oh, it's so cool. We love 48 hours. And it's like, fuck you. When I was at broadcasting school, you told us we weren't allowed to do it. You scheduled something yeah. for that weekend and then just said, oh, fuck, you, you shouldn't have come to broadcasting school if you wanted to do 48 hours. Um, yeah. And there, yeah, so I commented, and I was like, "Yeah, it's sure come a long way since you told me not to do it." <laughs> and broadcasting school liked my comment. <laughs> this this was, um, you know, the better half of a decade ago. Um, so we, I, I'm not saying this represents what broadcasting school is like now, and I know people who have gone since who sounds like they had a better time than we did. Yeah. I think we went during a a, the dark period. Day, so I'll say yeah. that. So don't don't take this as as us not endorsing going to broadcasting school it's just we didn't have the best time there yeah well i think Although, it's just, i mean i've got yeah i got to make some stuff that i'm real proud of so it yeah, was, I, I consider it being worth it so yeah it, it's also like it's it's one of those annoying things and that's just what things are like in this day and age is that you have to go through all this and pay all this money to just get a piece of paper to say mm. oh you can you can have you can begin your life at the bottom rung now um yeah and yeah you can begin you can get a job as a coffee runner uh which anyone in the world can do but you for you you know spent someone who's uncle um to get yeah, a piece yeah. of paper saying that that's the uh, the job you would like <laughs> and yeah. um yeah it's definitely i think at least when we went there as well the reason we kind of didn't have such a great time when it boils down to it is just that they don't really nurture creative people oh they don't if, at all i got told that I got yeah. told you should go travel beaches in New Zealand and write your screenplays. And jokes on them, because now I don't even write screenplays. So. And I don't like going to the beach. <laughs> should, we, should we move on? Because we've yeah, kind of spent a lot of time was, on the one was, um, oh, I didn't realise I felt anything <laughs> at all. Um, <laughs> all right. So Craig. Craig asks on Patreon, if you could erase one piece of media, so a film, TV series, album, etc., from existence, along with any memory and influence that created, what would it be and why? Ooh. I'm. This is one of those things where it's like, and we're going to be talking about this later because someone else asked a question about this, so I don't want to step on that question's toes. But I do kind of wish we got another chance at doing the Star Wars prequels. Oh, like yeah. I, I, I would want to erase them so that they could be done again with like kind of what I would consider a better handle on filmmaking that they have now. Um, so that's that's maybe my answer. Yeah. Do, do I retain the memory of it? Um, like, <laughs> can I? Because then it would be something that I know really well and could steal. Ah, oh, true. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, yeah, you can do that. Because something like, 
Yeah, I mean, it's and one race of those Star Wars and then make it yourself, and no one notices it, and everyone just thinks you're a loser. Yeah, but then you think about what would cinema look like right now if we didn't have Star Wars. Yeah, in Man of Steel, there's a shot of um, Clark as a kid, and he's wearing a cape, and it's like, look, he always wanted to be a superhero, and it's like the imagery of a superhero wearing a cape comes from Superman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just what do you think? Do you have a piece of media that you'd want to um, erase from existence for whatever reason? Oh God, maybe I don't know. I'm going to choose a dumb one, but um, mm-hmm. that Netflix show, um, Insatiable. Oh, it's yeah. real bad and quite damaging <laughs> yeah. for like young <laughs> girls and this like that show came out and it's about like. It's got, like, fat shaming in it. And if that wasn't bad enough for a show that came out in 2018, it's also about a man who is wrongly accused of sexual harassment. And I was like, this isn't the time. It's <laughs> yeah. like... This isn't what the world wants to see right yeah, now. Everything it discusses is just real weird. And, yeah, uh, not very PC. It's the 13 reasons why of, of fat shaming. It does for <laughs> suicide conversation... Um, well, it does, does what Suicide Conversation was for 13 Reasons Why, but for uh, being fat. Yeah, and make, what, except it doesn't make being fat look real cool, whereas 13 Reasons Why makes suicide look <laughs> Um I almost, yeah, 13 Reasons Why might be my answer. Not so that I could create yeah. it, but just because it's so, like, toxic. But it's also bad. That's the thing. I started watching it, and I was like, this is just a bad show, regardless of whether or not you you know, whatever your feelings are about how it tackles its subject better. Mm, yeah, I, I think mm. a lot of my answers would be, like, if I don't have to necessarily live in the world where it's gone, I would love to just, like, be able to have a crystal ball and be like, what if mm. um, Star Wars never existed? What if, like, the yeah. Beatles never existed? Yeah, because it's um, a thing, like, if yeah. you choose to, like, erase a bad piece of media, it's like, then everything that we've learned from that is also erased. Yeah. Mm. True. All right. Uh, Jeremy asks, what traits do you most admire in each other and what do you despise about one another? Why don't you two take this one? Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, Jess, what do we what a, about? What, um, a, what a dismantling question to ask. Um, do we, should we do it about the other two? Okay. Um, yeah? What? Because my answers for AJ are real funny. Okay, you go Because I thought about this. So one thing I admire about AJ is mm. that he's real... Uh, like driven and like stuff driven and like uh, your ability to like actually write a full screenplay even though you just said you don't anymore but like <laughs> even like cop option and like seeing these videos through to completion um, mm. uh, yeah it's cool it's like something that I don't really do myself I get too caught up and just fucking abandon anything I start um right. but then what do i dislike about aj is that he can be real fucking lazy it's <laughs> like the opposite of that <laughs> yeah it's strange isn't it i have yeah. like bursts of of um yeah of motivation that that yeah. hit home a bit because you also said the thing i despise about myself the most so it's like oh god Everyone oh, really? can see it now. <laughs> just the amount of times when it's like, hey, AJ, can you just wake up um, a couple minutes before 12? It would really help me a lot. And you're like, oh, fuck. I don't want I'd to. I still do, though. <laughs> I will do anything for Colt Popshire. I guess that's Even it, get though. up before 12. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, cool. All right, well, I Richard, I... Ad- 
about AJ as well. We could just be real nice to AJ for a bit. Yeah, and then and then um, while he's feeling good, um, hit him with the dislike. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 structured wrong. It should be what you despise first, and then what you like. Um, all right, Jess. Uh, I wouldn't say I despise this about you because that's. I don't think I despise anything about you. Um, but I don't like reality TV, and you work yep. in that. So I guess that, <laughs> yeah. like, and that—that's me saying that because someone asked. It's not something I harbour. It's not no, something I it is the sit thing around that I hate most about myself. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did I um, end up here? <laughs> so, and that's not even about you. Like, I would do that as well if I got a job doing it. Um, so I don't know. That's that's what I can most tangentially. Uh, kind of attached to what I despise about you. Um, what I admire about you, Jess, is that you, 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 you're very. I think you're a very strong person. Um, you're very. Aww. You're you're the opposite of me in terms of laziness. We've we've had conversations where we were we were all kind of living together a few years back, and we'd get home from work, our respective jobs, and you would talk about how um, tired you were from working all day, and I'd talk about how tired I was from doing nothing at work all day. Um, and mm-hmm. so <laughs> I think that's really admirable. Um, and also just, it, maybe it's just what people should be like. And I'm, I'm the exception there. Um, though, if you've ever worked an office job, I think people can attest that you spend a lot of your 40 hour week, uh, not doing, not doing work. Not doing jack shit. Yeah. I always feel like not doing anything is almost harder than doing stuff. Cause your day must be so slow. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um richard i admire that you're very you're a very confident person and um you're driven in a different way to me you might not be able to write um video essays as 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 prolifically as i can but uh you learned how to drive at a normal age and i still can't drive a car. I, I learned how to drive pretty late i was like 20 oh, okay. <laughs> um you're real good at maths and i dropped maths in like year 11 oh yeah these are the things i like about you <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. I guess, I guess, what I enjoyed, especially when we were living together, is like if something went wrong with our landlord or flatting situation, it was like you really took care of it, and and I felt quite um, backed by you. I guess. Um, awesome. And one thing I despise about you, <laughs> Richard, you piece of shit, um, is. Um, I don't know. Sometimes you mean, <laughs> but it's not. Uh, despise is such a strong word because these aren't things that that hang with me. They're not things that I. I'm like, God, he's so mean all the time. I barely ever <laughs> think about it. But I don't know. Some, sometimes you hurt my feelings. Like when I called you lazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah, I was kind of. I was literally asking for that, but that's okay. <laughs> all right. Who's? Do we need? Oh, I still get, need do to you guys? Do, um, Jess. Um. Oh yeah. I like that um, you're cool, and oh, wow. I despise everything about you. <laughs> I think we all knew that. Should we move on? You're like a you're like a a boomer newspaper cartoon about marriage. <laughs> um, did you see the thing today? That's like because um, I only just found out about OK Boomer yesterday, mm. um, and which is like. Uh, you know a retort to people older than you um a way of shutting down what they're saying um and it's like um 
millennial or Gen Z now getting OK Boomer slur printed on T-shirts. <laughs> and it had like slur highlighted and it was um <laughs> from spider-man 3 when he's like gonna cry <laughs> <laughs> all right shall we move move to the next question i haven't done I my like... ones yeah. oh yeah like, oh, ones true yep count um i would make them real quick um aj uh, my favorite thing about you is uh whenever we hang out i always feel like we have really um like intelligent conversation like you always you're real smart and i just find um, yeah unless you're talking about maths am i right (laughs) (laughs) this real like good genuine my one weakness um and the thing i like least about you is um i don't know i guess you were kind of messy when we lived together (laughs) yeah Dude, do you want to know something real bad? Is I ate a um I ate a chicken cordon bleu in my bed the other night, and some cheese fell out of it, and it looks it just straight up looks like I've got like this horrific jizz stain on my Have bed. You not changed your sheets? What? No. Okay. Okay. AJ. I washed them like the day that I did that, so it's like oh my god, I don't want to wash them again. It's such a yeah, you just roll six months too. like a normal person. Oh <laughs> no, I washed them in a, in a week or so, but like, I was like, oh god, <laughs> like I just have to live with this and hide it if anyone comes into my room and oh, try and explain. Me out. You're sleeping on cheese every night. Well, it's, I'm not. Yeah, no, I am. That's that's just a fact. <laughs> that's just a statement. I'm sleeping on cheese every night. Yeah. All right, um, Richard, I think you're um funny, um. And the bad thing is that um, uh, sometimes you get too riled up about things that don't really matter. What? Oh, that's good <laughs> content, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay, that's it. I don't think that's As podcasters, true you've got to train yourself to get riled up about things you don't actually care about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, um, like Beethoven's Five being a different quality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Jeremy also asked, uh, Richard specifically, if you could take production of any Marvel superheroes individual film existing or future, which would you want to do the most? Hmm. Um, not that I think they're doing a bad job, but I, um, Spider-Man would be the one, just because it's my favorite character. So it's like... Hmm. The one that it's not like oh I want it I need to take over it's just like if I if you were like hey Richard you can direct a film about any Marvel character I'd probably pick Spider Man yeah nice um, cool. but then uh, yeah uh, as for like future I can't really think of one so mm. um, I don't really need to bring up this um, second half of my answer jeremy asks me aj who would you cast in a movie version of abe's odyssey abe's odyssey i guess i've mentioned on the podcast as as one of my favorite video games oh i Um, guess jeremy you loser (laughs) well i didn't even know jeremy knew what abe's odyssey was let alone that i was that into it (laughs) let alone who you are um there's a doug doug jones plays the fish man from oh yeah shape of water You'd, you'd have to cast him he's already played in abe and hellboy yeah yeah um, and Jeremy also asks, Jess, if you had to cast three characters from the Harry Potter series, um, classic Harry Potter books only, no characters of the sp- the wider spin-off stories, in reality TV shows, which oh, characters God. would you choose and which reality show would you cast them in? I reckon I'd cast Snape in 
House of Drag because he'd be real good at shade cam. And Do you want to just explain quickly what House of Drag House is? of Drag is a kind of like a Big Brother uh, RuPaul's Drag Race crossover. So it's uh, drag queens all put in a house together and they have to do challenges and stuff. Um, and then probably I would um, put – oh, this is hard. Maybe um, – Who'd be a good bachelor or bachelor? I was going to say I was going to put I was going to match two people on Married at First Sight. Oh, yeah. Maybe like Aragog and the Spider. Yep. <laughs> and Professor Trelawney. On Married wow. at First Sight. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just to spice things up a little bit. It's very spicy. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, moving on. Um, Brent that's that's asked, now become a fanfic. <laughs> Brent asks, how do you feel knowing that all the work and toil of this week and meager life will only be completed through the inevitability of dying alone? Are terrified. Brent, thank you for asking. <laughs> uh, do you guys have any thoughts on that? <laughs> um, no. Okay. Uh, Brent also asked if hot dogs were made from real dogs, would you still eat them? Um, I mean, not. do they still sell them like it, 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 as frequently? I'll because probably try I anything. Like would, I feel like it would be normalized then. Yeah, yeah, true. Like there's just yeah. this really, really popular food stuff that no one eats because yeah. the, because they find it disgusting. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, no, it's it's there's an alternate universe where it's like, well, imagine if hot dogs were made of like pig anuses, would you eat them? And people were like, ooh, fuck off. No, I'll stick to my dog. Thank you. <laughs> um, Alexander has a follow-up question. Is a hot dog a sandwich or is it something different? Which I think is what Brent asked us on our last Q&A yeah. uh, episode. Uh, I don't think a hot dog is a sandwich. Um, and Craig actually replied to this and said, I know for a fact that the sandwich alignment chart is something AJ is extremely well-versed and passionate about. And I've pulled up the sandwich alignment chart, uh, which you should all look up. And according to the alignment chart, a hot believing a hot dog is a sandwich uh, means you're ingredient neutral and structure neutral, um, whereas I am ingredient purist structure neutral. So I stop at a sub as a sandwich. <laughs> Um, so t- tell me, we just, we, I'll, I'll read out these things and you tell me if you think they're a sandwich or not. All right. All right. All right. Quick fire. A BLT. Yes. Um. I- <laughs> Quick fire. God damn it. Richard. Yeah. Well, because I, I, I associate a BLT with being in a bagel, but yeah, I guess it's a sandwich. If you're just it's, okay. A BLT is in, I'm um, in two pieces of bread. Yeah. 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 Um, a chip buddy. So chips and, and pieces of bread. Yep. 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 Um, an ice cream between waffles. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah? Yep. All ice right. cream sandwich. A, a subway? A sub? Yep. Yeah, they call themselves sandwich artists. Yep. A hot they dog. They wouldn't lie to me. I would say a hot dog is a sandwich. No! no. Yeah, well, it's a bit of meat between two bits of bread, right? Um. What is... What would? Okay, here's another one. What is milk to cereal? Is it a sauce? It's a soup. <laughs> or a soup. <laughs> All right. Is is an ice it's cream a taco broth. a sandwich? <laughs> ice cream taco, no. All right. Is a chicken wrap a sandwich? No, no, it's a wrap. Is a burrito a sandwich? No. No, it's a burrito. 
All right, and the last one, which is Ingredient Rebel and Structure Rebel, is Radical Sandwich Anarchy, uh, which states that a Pop-Tart is a sandwich. <laughs> it is. <laughs> there we go. No, I think it's, um, yeah, it, it is interesting, like, when you read it out like that, how the hot dog marks the turning point, and it's, like, just depends on which side of that you fall. Mm. So you say you stop yeah. at a sub as a sandwich, so you agree that a sub is a sandwich yes yeah yeah same um yeah no i, I yeah. just think i think a hot dog's the same thing yeah. yeah um it's like yeah burritos and wraps i would call them burritos and wraps without a, a shadow mm, of a doubt interesting in my interesting yeah, yeah without hesitating <laughs> um alexander asks what is the franchise you most dread having to cover down the line we get asked this a couple of times actually um mm. um i Oh, what what franchise anything i've seen recently would just be a bummer um which probably won't mm. happen we've probably organized it so that it won't need to happen um i don't know I've, i'm gonna tell you one that i'm I'd, looking forward to and that's yeah. next year when we do a redux again and mm. hoping that spider-man gets picked again <laughs> and there's even a new movie that's come out to talk yeah, about part of me loves the idea of every year we have to redo spider-man because there'll always be a new movie as well <laughs> um yeah so i don't know if i really want to say what i dread since patreon has a hand in choosing yeah, <laughs> uh alexander also asks y'all ever just no no i never just i yes. always always yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Alexander also asks, what is your favourite movie from your least favourite director and what is your least favourite movie from your favourite director? Ooh. Oh, that's a hard one. Ooh. I don't, I struggle with this because I don't even know if I'd say I have a favourite director anymore. Um, yeah, I have but like it, a, I, a handful. Yeah, yeah. I know that, um, I don't even think this is that bad of a movie, but Danny Boyle's trance is real, like, just forgettable and I forget it even exists sometimes. I saw it at the movies, and it's, it just hasn't stayed with me at all. And in fact, Danny Boyle has directed a, a couple of um, kind of uncharacteristic stinkers in his time. Mm. Um, uh, I don't know, maybe fucking Interstellar by Chris Nolan, but even that's probably not my least favorite Christopher Nolan movie. Um, yeah, well, you can't say Insomnia because it's got our old mate Crystal Lowe on it. <laughs> well, she's fantastic in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh don't get me wrong crystal Lowe plays that corpse beautifully yeah so what's your favorite movie from your least favorite director that's a different question who's my least favorite director yeah i can't think of i, I don't think i've ever thought of a least favorite director other than i guess there's people that make just one real shit film and i'm like fuck, fuck yeah this. who made um angus thongs and perfect snogging yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite film from them Angus Thongs and Perfect Snoggy. Oh, wow. Um, I would say my closest approximation of an answer to this is I really love uh, Blade Runner 2049 and that has Jared Leto in it. And and actually, I really love a movie called Begin Again and that has James Corden in it. Um, So two actors I don't like in movies I absolutely love. Um, So I don't know if I have a least favorite director specifically. Oh, um, here we go. My least favorite director is um the the woman who directed angus thongs and perfect snogging and my favorite film by her is uh bend it like beckham <laughs> um Jess, any then, thoughts on this 
Nah, I need to research it. What are you, what are some of your no, least no. favorite films? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't like despise anything. Yeah, and a lot of the things like directors and stuff, you don't look up for films that you hate as well. Hmm. Unless you just know them. I feel like I don't hate films. I either like them or forget them. Mm. Um, I think that Spectre is a real bad James Bond movie while Skyfall is real good and they're both directed by Sam Mendes and it's almost like kind of hard to believe that the same creative voice is responsible for both because of how much they operate on opposite like wavelengths. Yeah, huh, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, Eric asks, I think this is directed to me, why haven't you submitted your reviews to The Herald yet? The Herald being a newspaper is it just in Christchurch, the Herald? Uh, I think the press is the Christchurch one, isn't it? Are you talking right. about the New uh, Zealand Herald? Yeah, because I think I that's don't know. I think that's in New Zealand. What he's what he's basically wondering is why we don't, um, you know, go to New Zealand media with our our excellent reviews and opinions on films. Um, and the answer to that is I don't even know where to begin trying to do that. Uh, if you know, maybe that's up to you, Eric. Maybe you need to email them and submit what you think is our best cuts to them. Well, I think it's probably more because the Herald is predominantly text-based. These might be referring <laughs> to your, um, your, you know, your little reviews you, you post on oh, the yes. latest movies. Yes, because Eric is a Facebook friend, and after I see a movie, I'll post a status reviewing it. Look, man, I would love to get paid for writing Facebook statuses, um, but I just don't even know, as I said, I don't even know where to, to begin with that. So if you've got any ideas, please send them my way. He also asks, um, ever thought about taking the podcast on the road? Maybe an American tour? Ha. Huh. Look, Eric, man. Again. We would <laughs> you love are grossly to. overestimating how how much, <laughs> how big our listener base is. I don't think we could fund an American tour, um, let alone a New Zealand one. So Yeah. I mean, we've got a Japan tour going. <laughs> yeah, does this count? We've got two audience members. They're asleep, and they came yeah. from New Zealand specifically to see it. Uh, and he also asks, and quite uh, you know, quite heartbreakingly, are you growing your beard out more? Uh, you are definitely a beard man. Quite the opposite, Eric. Not only am I not growing my beard out more, I've shaved it off. <laughs> <laughs> Go to my Movember. Uh, and link you're in no the longer a the, beard man. No. You're like a two-thirds of a beard man. Yeah, that's true. Thanks, Jess. I'll never be a full beard man. I'm here for you. Uh, Ben Close asks, all right, because you won't answer my real question. I can't remember what his real question was. Do you guys wipe sitting down or standing up? Now, I've been asked this before on Cold Pop (laughs) Show. And I don't, first of all, I don't understand. It's such a invasive thing to ask but i also found out that apparently those who wipe sitting down and those who wipe standing up have no idea that the other exists and finds the alternative insane and as Mm. one of these i don't know if i'm gonna answer one of them is insane to me i'll answer how the fuck do you wipe standing up oh thank god (laughs) (laughs) yeah who wipes standing up Surely um, the majority of people are sitters. This you, yeah, you, you you're, too, so. you're dealing with it too much if you're standing up. <laughs> as well, soon as I it, use toilet paper, I want to let go of it immediately. You know what I mean? As soon as you're standing up, there's like a whole thing you're doing. Yeah. Um. 
speaking of speaking of which, um, we are currently in Japan, and world renowned for their toilets, and I think you'd be really into them, AJ. Um, mm. so you sit on the toilet, and there's a little panel next to you that has buttons, so you can spray your your butthole with a little bit of water. A bidet, and um, huh? Yeah, yeah. bidet. And I know you love a little bit of um tickling on your anus um <laughs> how dare you <laughs> um but yeah it's just and so like the seats already warmed and it's not like an uncomfortable warm you know like when uh, you sit down on actually no i i hate that when you sit down on the toilets are here and it's warm it's just like oh i feel the bacteria i want my toilet seats yeah. ice cold um but yeah it's got it's also the bidet has like two settings so you can spray your butt and it's got a little picture of a butt with water spraying into it or um and then it's got a picture of like a woman sitting on a toilet and that's for like you can spray like the front as well wow yeah very but very... don't you dare press that if you're a man <laughs> <laughs> sprayable uh matthew uh vos vos not sure how to pronounce his last name on patreon says we've just done vampire month on my show uh so this is basically the only question conversation i've had lately what is the best vampire movie um i responded what's the one with the little kid from jerry Maguire? that one i'm gonna look that up jonathan Wait, Lipp- the right one is, isn't it? yeah it's let yeah that's the answer yeah yeah it's let um, the right one uh, is the best uh, vampire my answer movie. is queen of the damned <laughs> Does does Let the Right One On have vampire um, film. have uh, corn doing the soundtrack? Yes. No. Oh shit! No. That's the best one. Uh, his Jonathan Lipnicki's vampire film is called The Little Vampire. Do you guys ever see that? No. That'd be great for generic movie podcast on our Patreon. So I suggest that. <coughs> um, I am. Um, yeah, I wish I wish I could think of more vampire movies. Twilight. Oh yeah. What we do in the shadows, the Lost Boys. Oh, yeah, probably what we do in the shadows. Yeah, yeah, what we do in the shadows. All right, and we're on the home stretch now for Patreon. Um, Kate asks uh, three questions. What's your favourite show on Netflix right now? What's a really bad film that you have to watch for an acting performance? And what's a conspiracy theory you legitimately believe? So what is your favourite show on Netflix right now, guys? Budget Horseman. It's like one of Mm. the... I just finished the half season. They're releasing the final season in like two half seasons. Mm-hmm. And straight up, if it carries the same quality over to its final eight episodes, it might be my favorite show of all time. Wow, Jess, it's crazy! I haven't been watching much Netflix, but I've smashed Good Omens on Amazon Prime like three times. Three times, goodness me! Yeah, that's real good. Nice. Um, I don't know if this counts as right now because it's not a new show, but I think for me, the best thing that I've seen on Netflix, like a Netflix original, um, would be American Vandal. Oh, hell yeah. Like that show is so, so crafted and designed to my sense of humor. Um, I really love that it's like the most immature concept but everyone takes it really seriously that's that's actually kind of something that i try to do whenever i'm writing fiction it's something i really enjoy is like taking taking what sounds like something no one would want to watch and turning it into something really engrossing um so check out american vandal because that's probably my favorite netflix show um yeah, i also really like big man yeah, yeah that's crazy yeah. um bullshit yeah, uh, yeah, I had. Um, also, it's not like one of my favorites necessarily, but I um, Orange is the New Black 
just ended a couple months ago. All right. And I, I loved that show right through to the end. A lot of people dropped it. Um, I dropped but, it after the first season. <laughs> yeah, it's such like, I don't know, it feels like a guilty pleasure for me. But I watched right. all, uh, season three is like real bad, but I, the, all the rest of it I really liked. Nice. Okay, so what's a really bad film that you have to watch for an acting performance? Uh, again, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan is one of the best parts of nice. Star Wars. And um, I'm so glad he's getting his own show so that we hopefully that'll be good and we'll actually have a good piece of media with Ewan McGregor in it. Yeah. Um, Jess, have we gone? Um, uh, any of the Michael Sheen movies you've been obsessed with lately? What? Y- yep. Uh, I'm currently obsessed with Michael Sheen. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't- no. <laughs> what a specific actor to be obsessed with. That's great. Well, it's because of Good Omens. Yeah. Isn't ah. it? Um And there's been like <laughs> just the amount of like obscure like one seater on the Pirate Bay movie. She's gonna like <laughs> kitty download this because Michael Sheen's in it. And um Yeah. Oh, the weirdest there's like a 2010 movie called Beautiful Boy. So I watched all of the 2018 one before I realized it wasn't that one. Yeah, like literally, <laughs> she was like, oh, I really want to watch this movie, Beautiful Boy. And I was like, oh, yeah, everyone, I want to see that. And we watched like, I was like, I think like AJ literally like film. 45 minutes of this. I haven't and, seen um, it. And, oh. um, and then she was like, I don't think this is the right movie. Because. <laughs> Michael Sheen's like on the poster and he's like the lead character and he hadn't shown up in the first 45 minutes of this Timothy Chalamet, Steve Carell movie. Also, it's about like a university shooter and I was like, this isn't it. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, when's he going to shoot up this university? But yeah, she was like, no, no, it's like AJ, one of AJ's favorite movies. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I was like, you forgive so about sure a boy? Uh, yeah, I, I love was. about a boy. Yeah. Um, my answer would be... Um, not that I necessarily think they're like bad, but they do fit the mold. Um, would be uh, the Twilight movies for um, uh, uh, for Charlie Swan. Swan. Mm, that's true. I think that that is the perfect answer. Not only does that fit the mold, but it's a really good example. Yeah, we've even had we have a video on the channel about it. <laughs> yeah, fuck, he's good. Cool. All right. And uh, what cons- what's a conspiracy theory you legitimately believe? Epstein didn't uh, kill himself. Is that even a conspiracy oh, yeah. theory? It feels uh, like that's just you're well, I mean, weird if you don't believe that. And it is mm, like I guess so. It is like you know if, if 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 we're told the media tells us it's a suicide, it is a conspiracy to believe that it isn't. Sure. Yeah. Regardless of how fucking obvious it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say I, that I I don't know if this is a specific theory, but along the lines of Jeffrey Epstein, I have no trouble believing that there is like insidious rings of deviants, you know, filled with people you've heard of. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't I don't even doubt that. Of power. Yeah, yeah. I don't doubt that for a second. So I mean, if that's a conspiracy theory, I think we've been talking about this with my friends a bit, um, and. I feel like when you get to a certain level of fame, you are just a different creature from a human almost. Like, it's like you get rich enough, you become a pervert, you know? Mm. (laughs) Like like the world just opens up and you can get whatever you want. And when you're given that 
that well, I think we talked opportunity. about this on one of our Patreon episodes. I can't remember if it's the um, <laughs> the usual suspects that ended up getting released or the one that um, we lost. Yeah, because we talked about Kevin Spacey a bit, and I and I said I think it's like um, when you become famous, people just throw themselves at you anyway. Mm. So these like weird people to like get off you know want the the chase mm. and they want they want to feel taboo and and they want the thrill of it and so a way to do that is to like go younger yeah yeah which i'm not condoning <laughs> don't get me wrong <laughs> you're just analyzing yeah but I, I feel like it's it's part of that it's like still wanting to feel naughty mm, sure yeah all right so over onto Facebook, we got a few questions on Facebook. Uh, Tyler asks, "What are your favorite movie snacks? Do you ever go to the movie theaters together, seeing as you live in different cities?" Last one, can you please tell us about the first film you remember seeing in the cinema? Mine was Fox and the Hound, and but must have been a re-release as it came out before I was born. <laughs> uh, I can tell you the first movie I saw in the cinema. Uh, it was mm-hmm. Flubber. I remember I lived in Wellington Aww. at the time, and we were just in the mall. And we were in a cinema foyer and my brother was like, mum, can we see Flubber? And I don't think I fully understood what a movie theater was. You know what I mean? I understood what a, what a, what a movie was, <laughs> but yeah. I didn't know that people went to these big rooms and watched a movie together on a big screen. Uh, so Flubber well, was the first. When did Flubber come out? Because I'm pretty sure I saw that in the cinema. Uh, and that been? was like. Maybe 98, 97. 97 oh yeah um okay no that's fair enough um Mm. mine i think was uh pocahontas and i got taken out because i was crying and i don't think i've seen the end of pocahontas (laughs) too scary yeah (laughs) um jess this actually shows how bad my memory is but actually just the first harry potter film but i would have been wow what like five six wow can't remember anything before that. Well, I distinctly remember going as a family to the first Harry Potter movie. Yeah, same. I, and also, I want to say the second movie I remember seeing in the cinema was Mouse Hunt. And oh, all these... yeah, I know the poster for that movie, but I've never seen it. Is it the one with um, House? No. Yeah, it's got Hugh Laurie in it. Yeah, yeah. Does it? Or are you thinking of Stuart Little? Nah, yeah. it's, what's <laughs> the one with Hugh well. Laurie and um, Gina Davis. Arthur Weasley? It's not Mouse Hunt. I can't remember. Mouse Hunt has okay. Nathan Lane in it. Oh yeah, what's the one with um, Hugh Laurie and um, Gina Davis and um, Michael J. Fox? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Stuart Little. Yeah. <laughs> So he also asked, uh, what are your favorite movie snacks? And it also has Nathan Lane in it, doesn't it? Doesn't yeah, he, he, plays the the, he plays the cat, yeah. Oh my God, is Mouse Hunt Stuart Little? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. We're just blowing this thing wide open. <laughs> favorite movie snacks? Um, do you know what's real funny? So 
there used to be a brand of corn chips in New Zealand called Aztec. And they were like a dollar eighty for like a giant bag. And then when Doritos came to New Zealand, they like bought out CCs, which were pretty much Doritos. And but they also got rid of these Aztec corn chips. And Aztec had a chili and lime flavor, which was like so fucking good. And there's a lot of things like randomly whenever I think about Fantastic Four, the like um 2004 um, movie, um, I can taste those corn chips because i i think i would get them and there's probably way too much to eat in one movie because they were like quite big bags and so you'd feel kind of sick at the end of it but i i still get that like you have such a fond memory of those corn chips um but in general favorite movie snacks i love a good um choc top but i only like um non-vanilla flavors I'm not I'm not vanilla with my preferences. Um and which also leads into um asking about do we go to the movies together because mm-hmm. there was a time when you were up in Auckland and I was there. Um <laughs> and I was there and Jess was there. Um and you but were there. we went up to the counter and, you and were I was there. like, Have you got any um like wacky uh choc top flavors? And you were like, Sir, we take our choc top flavors very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um I don't know if I have a favorite movie snack. I actually I, I might get like Maltesers or popcorn. Um I do like dipping a ice cream in popcorn. That's kind of fun. Mm. Um Yeah, that's good. But generally I'm not that big on eating in the theater, especially drinking in the theater because I hate having to pee. Well I don't hate having to pee, but I I, I hate I missing. Love having to pee. I hate. I, I hate the idea of missing the movie to have to go pee. Um, yeah, and- you know, I didn't go to the toilet during a movie for like ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, but the movie, the, the first movie that I went to a toilet um, uh, was Suicide Squad. The only movie I remember going to the toilet during now is um, uh, Delivery Man, the Vince Vaughn movie. Oh yeah, Ooh. and I really liked that movie, so it was a shame. Um, and we do, we, I mean, we don't, we will go to the movies if, um, you know, we're in the same city together. We often do that. We, we saw the last one we saw together was once upon a time in Hollywood. So there you go. Oh yeah. When you're up in Auckland and we're seeing, uh, we go to the midnight premiere of, uh, Rise of Skywalker together. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Jess, favorite, favorite movie snack. Um, when I was a kid, I used to love tangy fruits. Oh, classic. Those were my jam. Those little, like, round lolly things that you got in, like, little, little tangy pottle. little fruit-flavoured things. Yeah, they were delicious. Um, but now I I think I back you, AJ. I love a good uh, ice cream dip in the popcorn. Mm, yeah. It's mm. good shit. Dante asks, if you could make a new Indiana Jones film, what would you have the relic he's chasing after be? iPhone 3G. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Is that what it was called? Bring it through to the modern I don't era. even know. Yeah. Um, what else is there? Um, I don't know. I don't know enough about like ancient relics. Yeah, and stuff. neither. He also asks, should Indiana Jones become the US's James Bond, where he's recast every decade or so? And if so, who would you cast your Indiana Jones? I don't think he should be the US's James Bond. I think it's too late for that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind the idea. Had they done it, yeah, forty years ago. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of my response to that. Is that. James Bond established recasting at a time when people didn't really give a shit about recasting, but Harrison Ford is so Indiana Jones, you know, that it's, yeah, mm. I don't think it would work. 
Yeah, that'd never be able to replace him. Yeah, um, as for who I would recast him with, uh, George Lazenby. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. Uh, ben, Ben this Close. I found Ben Close's on. original question. Very ben Close funny. asks, Oh, he says, seriously, the only question I need answered is why you keep posting Super Mario photos for these fan mail slash Q&A posts. Is there a reference I'm not getting? Because every episode that we do that's like a behind the curtain fan mail episode, the thumbnail will be like a Super Mario character. Richard, why do you think this is? Um, Because the first one we did was like a two-parter. And it was like, oh, let's just find two things. And you found Mario and Luigi. And then it's now it's just a funny thing to keep doing. <laughs> I don't... that So I would, I'll answer this. The original intent was just, I was like, all right, what's a picture for Q&A? And I was like, well, I could do, what's someone looking like inquisitive? And I just landed on a picture of Mario. And then we had to end up splitting the Q&A and fan mail episode into two episodes. And I was like, well, obviously I'll put Luigi as the the next thumbnail. And then I was like, all right, this is keep this is going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. All right. Um, Sam asks, which pasta works best with Alfredo cream sauce? Oh, Jess, here's a question you can answer. Oh, is that um, fettuccine? Fettuccine? Yeah, I feel like it is. Fettuccine? I love being a good fettuccine. Yeah, because I feel like nice. an Alfredo isn't the kind of pasta. You don't want the pasta that's like going to um, hold hold the, the sauce, sauce heaps. Yeah. Because um, I, I quite like, you know, the little shells or like the spirals. Sorry, I don't know their actual names. But... um. Rigatoni. When you've got like a um a like marinara type sauce, um that you know, and you get these little bursts of flavour, but I feel like with an Alfredo or like a um yeah, any kind of creamy one, you don't want that. Right. Agreed. Scott asks, the Star Wars saga is set a long time ago. Plot twist, the end of episode nine, it is revealed that all Star Wars films to date are in fact prequels to an existing other movie or franchise that's set on present day Earth. What is that movie or franchise and how is the connection made? Well, there's one real obvious one, which is uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would do that by um, Rise of Skywalker having a post credit scene um where the eternals are introduced that's a, not even a bad idea um i would tie it into um i would tie it into dante's question and be it's a prequel to indiana jones uh and there's actually <laughs> there is actually a comic there is precedent for this there's a comic where han solo and chewbacca crash land on earth and han solo dies and years later uh, Indiana Jones finds the skeleton in the ship and also finds Chewbacca, which he thinks is Bigfoot, and that's what Bigfoot is. Huh. Um, Jess, what about you? Um, Would you bring I good t- omens in? <laughs> I tied it to Tron. Oh, yeah. And so I'd, uh, I don't know, make it so that Star, Star Wars, Wars is, is, a video game. is the grid. Oh. Nice. You know a lot more about Tron than, than I know about Tron. <laughs> If you'd said, name a thing that's in Tron, I wouldn't have remembered the grid. Name a thing that's in in Tron, AJ. Jeff Bridges. (laughs) Nice. All right, Dylan Dylan asks, most favorite anime and most favorite waifu? Um, Okay. Um, If we're talking 
movies mm-hmm. um the, obviously studio ghibli is great which um we went to the studio ghibli museum a couple of days ago mm-hmm. um which was very cool you're not allowed to take photos and start inside but they've got a few things outside that i um put pictures up on our instagram yeah. um they've got a big guardian statue from um laputa. laputa castle in the sky um but inside they they have all these different exhibits one was like um the origin of motion it was called or something like that and um you know that like i can't remember what it's called but the thing that you like spin around um and it's got slits in it and if you look through it you can see like a horse running it's called like a kinograph or something yeah it's got some it's something graph um but you you don't think i mean right aj nah man okay well (laughs) so it's essentially the origin of stop motion right um we like spin this thing around and oh, because yeah, of the yeah. slits yeah. it creates like a, sto- a strobing motion yes. in it. and the most famous thing is a horse, um, a horse. running yeah. they had like a gigantic thing of that of like a scene from totoro and so you've got um like the cat bus and totoro and may and and all this stuff and then it would spin um and it had like you know 20 different um little models all in different positions and then it would spin around and have a strobe light on it. And so it created this effect that all these things were like moving in stop motion. It was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, uh, and then also Your Name, aka Kimi no Nawa, is, um, is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of TV shows, I've, I've never really delved that deep into like anime TV shows. I have. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is like one of the best shows i've ever seen i really yeah. like cowboy bebop but i've never really watched it <laughs> yeah i love um death note and i've recently um gotten back into Yu-Gi-Oh. um <laughs> and um one of aj one of your friends yeah. steven has yeah. also inexplicably <laughs> randomly gotten back into Yu-Gi-Oh as well eh? yeah yeah so i'm, I'm, so we've I'm been facing Yu-Gi-Oh from from Amazing. both sides uh, yeah, I don't watch a lot of anime. I'm not really into anime, but I'd say my favorite movie would be Spirited Away uh, because that's everyone who doesn't know much about anime's favorite anime. Uh, and my favorite waifu is Chikorita, the Pokemon. Nice. My favorite waifu is My Valentine from Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Mine is the main blonde chick from Fairy Tale. I've forgotten her name. <laughs> nice. She's right. just an object. She's though. just an object to me. <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to move on to some questions from Instagram. Um, so Christopher Garrett Brown on Instagram asks, what do you think is the most cringeworthy cameo of all time? My vote goes to Dan Aykroyd in Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah, I mean, that's the right answer. <laughs> um, oh, do you know what? I wouldn't say cringeworthy, but it does take on a new light. Um, we watched this on the plane over here, but um, Lance Armstrong and Dodgeball. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's like... It's so much funnier now, almost. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not... Yeah, I wouldn't even necessarily call it cringeworthy. <laughs> mm. Okay. I don't know if I have an answer for that. Um, uh, Cody Bravo asks, or Code Bravo asks, if you could remake a B-movie with a blockbuster budget and big-name actors, what would it be and who would you cast? Ooh. Uh, it would be B-movie. Oh, shit. Would you cast... And I'd cast Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> I'd cast Michael Richards. Ooh. Um... Oh, what's a good low-budget movie? Like Bird Giddon or something? <laughs> that's that's yeah. kind of Z-grade. 
not exactly B movie. Yeah. I mean, I would. I mean, this again. This isn't a particularly uh, out there answer, but I feel like the Universal should do another attempt at the the cinematic universe of Universal monsters, um, which I think they are doing. I think oh, I saw yeah. that Paul Feger's he's spearheading that at the moment. Um, and the difference is instead of the the Tom Cruise mummy film, is to just make them like real scary horror movies. Like there is, there's a there's a, a place in the market for that these days for a horror movie cinematic universe like i guess the conjuring is one but yeah it's just what to say like one of the only one of the two only successful cinematic universes (laughs) that's true would mars attacks be a b movie well i don't know because well there he is it's already full of stars yeah it's it's like made to look like a b movie it'd be cool to get a remake of that i freaking loved that film (laughs) um i i'd love um yeah like it could be a cinematic universe but like those those films that are just known for having like real cool posters like attack of the 50 foot woman yeah. right yeah, and yeah. like the block like those kind of like you do a cinematic universe of like remakes of those yeah. well starring jessica beale as the 50 foot woman speaking of um posters like a phoenix who's actually the person who's running our um discord server um she asks what's your fave movie posters um most recently i reckon the one for nocturnal animals was really cool Mm -hmm. oh yeah i really like the last jedi poster i i love how it's like a throwback and the like white borders um i really like that um we used to have a speed two cruise control poster that i really liked as well it's just (laughs) a real pretty poster um so i I like um like like, because there's a few that it's like we kind of take for granted how like cool they are but like um back to the future is such a good poster yeah a lot of those like drew struzan ones um yeah we, we talked about it but like like jaws is is such an iconic poster mm. clockwork orange as well it's really cool the way it's structured um the thing <laughs> um yeah no i i think anything old is really Just cool feel free to google all of these yeah i am looking at this. yeah and yeah, and then I tend to like um yeah, cool throwback ones. Mm. It's like it's like with um with taglines as well. I, I love I'm a sucker for something clever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Nice. Cause cause as cool as like the, the something like The Last Jedi is, it's like this is like a million movie posters do mm. this. Like um the the first poster for Ant Man, which was like completely white except for like a tiny Ant Man in the middle of it. Oh, the Ant Man posters were great. Yeah. I loved them. They were so cool. I kind of really like the scary movie posters, but not because they're particularly <laughs> good. I just what's well, more, you love like the um yeah the, the template of them is really them. nice. Um yeah, mm. nice. All right, so over on our we like we we put this on our Instagram story as well the the Q and A call out, and we've got a couple of questions on there. Um, Luke underscore Gree asks Mario or Luigi. Um, listen, as someone who looks staggeringly like Mario, I'm going to go with Mario. What do you think? Um, I usually, I think Luigi. I'm going to go Mario because I'm a basic bitch. <laughs> oh my God. Fair enough. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, we were playing Mario Kart the other day on one of those machines and Jess played as Princess Peach and I was like, oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, and I fucking smashed you. Oh, barely. Irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Rickerton underscore Astley, Rickerton Astley, um, responded to our, to our question sticker. He said, which film is the best and worst within each of the three Star Wars trilogies? Um, all right. I would say, uh, I, I apparently, for some reason I'm in the minority here, but I think that, um, the Phantom Menace is the worst prequel, but apparently it's the Attack of the Clones. Everyone says it's Attack of the Clones. I don't know. I just think anything that doesn't have Jar Jar and, baby anakin in it is better um in mm. the um original trilogy i'd say return of the jedi and in the sequel trilogy oh well we haven't had the third one yet so it's not technically a trilogy yet or at least we can't comment on it uh and so i'm not gonna say what i think is the worst one in the sequel trilogy okay um my worst three would be clones return and last Jedi. jess I don't feel qualified enough to answer this question and I'm worried I'm going to slap in the face from Rowan so I'm just going to just copy someone else uh Rickard and Ashley also asks if this is a question I'm very I was thinking a lot about if you could recast Star Wars prequels to be made now including director and writers who would you get now um this isn't if it was made now necessarily but I actually think if that a really good alternative casting for Hayden Christensen and if like we could go back to when the prequels would be made would be Killian Murphy the so he was in 28 days later which we talked about very recently yeah he would be such a good Anakin Mm. he's he's so creepy he's so evil looking um and I'd really love to see him play Anakin Skywalker Actually, a conspiracy theory that I genuinely believe is mm-hmm. that they cast um, Jake Lloyd because he looks like a young Leo. Yes. Yeah. And um, they wanted to cast Leo. Yeah. Um, but if they were made now, um, uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, I was going to say, take take your pick from yeah. young male white actors who can... Ansel um, Elgort. Yeah, yeah, Ansel Elgort. Um, even Robert, Robert um, Pattinson. No, I, think, I think Timothy Chalamet has the, like, emo-ness. Mm. Um, Will Poulter has has the kind of disturbed look to him. So oh, yeah. Who would you cast as Obi-Wan? I would just keep you and Rodriguez. I don't think you need to recast Yeah, for sure. Eh? So that's, that's that Jess, one. Would you ca- Michael Sheen? Yeah. <laughs> I really, I really, really like that question, and I'd almost be. It almost feels like a one for our like a full po- episode. yeah, full episode podcast on um, who would you recast and or how would you make the Star Wars prequels different? Maybe that's something we could do in the future. Um, mm. but in the interest of not keeping this going too long, over on YouTube on the little because you can you know you can do posts on YouTube now. Yeah. Um. I did a post for the question. We got two questions. Stephen asked, "Which half of Cole Popshire is very cool, and who is very sexy?" <laughs> so I don't know if this is something that has translated into the actual canon of the show, but somewhere <laughs> in in the past couple of months, saying "very cool" and "very sexy" has become like a catchphrase <laughs> of mine. And I, we, the "very sexy" did um originate on the show because it was when we were talking about. Um, I said I was t- telling some kind of sexual awakening story, and you were like very sexy, and I was like, imagine, um, you know, it's your wedding night, and your your wife comes in, and she's wearing the sexy lingerie, and your first response is very sexy, <laughs> <laughs> and so very very cool is just something I kind of started saying without thinking about it, and we even got yeah, a- it's AJ's way of dismissing what you're saying. <laughs> 
We got an iTunes review last week that had that ended with the phrase "very cool," and I was like, "Is this intentional? Has that translated to the show as well? Do we need to get shirts printed that say very cool and another one that says very sexy?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jess, who is very cool and who is very sexy out of the two of us? Oh God, don't put this on me. You have um, to. You're the only one. Well. Uh, oh. By default, don't I kind of have to give very sexy to Richard? Ah, And then you're very cool, AJ. Oh, thank you. But he's not. (laughs) Richard gets both of them. (laughs) Um, Well, it's because it's always AJ saying them to me. (laughs) AJ is just the varies from each and you're sexy and cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I uh, Mac Darf also commented and said, if everyone at Cole Popshire had a free-for-all battle royale-style death match, who would win and how would everyone die? I didn't read this question before. <laughs> beforehand. Um, that is a great question. Who would win and who would die? Well, I, Richard, I just feel like because you're so angry and confident, you'd defeat me immediately. But the fact that you'd even be I, fighting me would hurt my feelings so so intensely. Is it everyone from pop culture? Uh, pop culture. Reckon, everyone from pop culture. <laughs> from, from, from pop culture, because I reckon... Jeremy would smash everyone. If Jeremy's baby. (laughs) I was going to say, put the baby in the middle of the arena. Everyone's dead within five seconds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeremy had his baby, by the way. If people people are invested in that. Jeremy. She's like actually the cutest baby I've ever seen. I've never it's a met her. To say that and that'd be true. I haven't met her yet, and it really, I'm really jealous because I've known Jeremy for like ten years longer than you guys, and you got to meet his kid first. What kind of bullshit is that? Shame. Yeah, it's fucking sucks. I don't care. I don't even <laughs> like babies. Sucks. Babies suck. I don't even like Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also reckon. Uh, Rowan could probably hold his own for a little bit. Yeah, I'm going down, like, first. I'm the weakest Yo, one. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I have one weak, uh, one non-weakness that the rest of you guys have, so I'd, like, fucking use that to my advantage. As what the only it? girl. Just go around fucking punching you all in the nuts. Oh, Jess. Oh, Joke's come on. on you. It's, it's, I'm not above that. I don't have nuts. <laughs> um on twitter we got some questions on twitter (laughs) luke at terrets forever said i got two if you had to give up one of the pieces of the food pyramid which would it be and why so meat dairy veg fruit bread or oils and sweets and what video game has the greatest impact on you okay if i had to give up one i'd give up the most unhealthy one so that i would force myself to yeah like if it was like if you eat oils and sweets you will die then i'd be like well i'm giving that up but isn't the pyramid mm. kind of outdated now? Because, like, I'm looking at it now and, like... Uh, yeah, it's like a graph of a plate. And so it's like you want percentage to be this and then... Because it's like, yeah, you're not supposed to have six to eight servings of bread every day. I was going to say, bread's probably worse for you than oil. Yeah. Um, yeah, the food pyramid was made by big bread to yeah, <laughs> sell yeah, bread. Yeah, it was, totally. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, agree, I agree. I'd probably get rid of like sweets or something because it's like you want to force yourself but to. Maybe try and getting eat rid of bread would be. I'd probably get fatter off bread than sweets. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, what video yeah. game had the greatest impact on you guys? Uh, um, probably. I don't know. Like Ape Escape was probably the one that I played the most as a kid. Hmm. Yeah. Crash Bandicoot. Hmm. 
Oh shit, yeah. Yeah, for you it would be. Yeah. My answer is uh The Last of Us, um, which I've talked about before on the podcast. I love The Last of Us so much and it that it, into it, the the question itself, greatest impact, it's definitely The Last of Us. Um in terms of like it's almost it's my greatest impact, but it's almost not my most influential, which I would give to either Abe's Odyssey or Crash Bandicoot. Um Yeah, yeah, that's the thing I guess is that like um in terms of like impactfulness that'd be like the uncharted series and um uh the spider-man ps4 game was real fucking fun Mm. but um uh yeah in terms of like impact on me growing up it'd be definitely be crash bandicoot or spider-man 2 on ps2 or spyro gateway to glimmer so good uh bob california at fleetwood black says uh if you could have any screenwriter write a movie for you to direct who would it be People keep sending us such Ooh. filmy questions, and I'm <laughs> I'm not about this world anymore. I don't know who's a writer. Um, Max Landis. I like. <laughs> I'm tempted to say any of the like greats, you know, or like modern modern greats. It'd be cool to have like, um, I don't know, like Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, Shakespeare. That's my answer. <laughs> I don't know if I could do justice to any of these these writers. Like Vince Gilligan is one that comes to mind who has like written stuff that has defied expectation a lot of the time. You know? Mm. Like Al Camino was so good and that's such a it's and so is Better Call Saul, and both of those had like no right to be as good as they are. Um and kind of broke new ground in terms of like how to how to make a legacy of a, of Breaking Bad or how to make the legacy of a show still stand up by adding more to it you don't often get that so and also he writes a lot of the x-files episodes and his episodes are so good um yeah so that that'd be my answer i think would be vince gilligan mine is um paul schrader who's he he wrote um taxi driver and uh, first reformed oh nice um because I think, because uh, he, he does directing now as well, he's, he's directed a few films, but something like First Reformed is like such a beautiful, well-written script that, uh, you know, it almost directs itself because you just have to like leave these long shots on and like, you know, get these performances out of these actors because the the script is just like poetry. Well, and another one would for me would probably be Chris Lord and Phil Miller just based off their like their style as oh, it rhymes a bit with mine but what's interesting about this question for me is that i'm probably more if i were to be either a screenwriter or a director i'd probably be a screenwriter over director so for me it's yeah. like who would i rather direct something i wrote to well, which i, I also AJ haven't prepared an answer yeah, yeah well let's do that well, then should we just pick each other cute <laughs> Um, and last question we've got up here, guys, again from Emily at Like a Phoenix. Thank you so much, Emily, for uh, making our Discord server. Uh, where would you shoot a gritty sci-fi film? Which town screams evil futuristic buildings? Mm-hmm. You, you guys are probably Pyongyang. more qualified to answer this, being over in the most futuristic-looking country in the world. Um, I would, yeah, Pyongyang, North Korea. um have you seen they've got that gigantic hotel in the middle of it no it's like such an evil looking building wow yeah i mean i'm sure getting rights to film there would be a fucking nightmare (laughs) be a fucking nightmare um 
<laughs> um, but yeah. In Japan, though, only Tokyo has really had that sort of vibe. We walked past the um, Fuji Television um, building yesterday, and you should Google it because it's like fucking crazy. Yeah. Looks like a spaceship. Right. Uh, this is kind of cheating, but I've always thought the Cave of Swallows looks like so insane and so unlike anything anything else on the planet and i'd kind of be intrigued to like shoot a film in the cave of swallows and act like it's like a not in the cave of swallows where is You'd the have cave to have of everyone swallows? like it's in like peru or something it's like a cave like it's a, a cave in the ground words. and you have to yeah yeah you have to you have to dive into it um Right. And it's got like grassy, this grassy knoll at the bottom. And it, it, I think, you know, in Crash Bandicoot 2, yeah. how when you jump through into the bonus levels, you end up in like that weird kind of grassy waterfally area. I've always interpreted yeah. that as being based off the Cave of Swallows. Nice. Yeah. It'd be, um, so you're a live action, gritty, sci-fi Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Set specifically in the bonus levels. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, because it like are you looking at it now? There's like the hole at the top that you jump through, and then it's yeah, like a yeah. field at the bottom, and it's so strange looking. It's so cool, man. Nice, very nice. cool, very sexy. Okay, everybody. Well, that that's our um. Those are all our questions. So thank you very much for sending us those questions. We'll be back with something maybe a bit more you know, researched or, or prepared uh, next week. Well, next week we are doing Film Franchise Fortnights. Uh, but after that, um, we've got some ideas that we'll be throwing around and see what we can come up with. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, please uh, join our Discord. That's kind of what I'm wanting to push at the moment as well as the Movember stuff. Um, and we really want to get to know people who are listening and, and find out what you guys want and what you guys don't want. Um, so, yeah, hit us up and we will... Um, be back soon find us on Facebook Instagram YouTube all the places that we read questions from or you can email us at coldpoptionmedia at gmail.com but until next time see you later everybody (laughs) bye 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 from um, uh, what's bye in Japan origato See you later everybody (laughs) origato sayonara oh yeah of course it's sayonara (laughs) (laughs) Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,